All right, everybody, we are back. I know you missed us, but we are back and we are ready to start chatting. Awesome. I'm so excited you're here again. I think these weeks are flying by, but also not really sure what day it is. And I constantly find myself reminding myself personally and looking at my calendar what day it is. So I think we're all in the same boat, but we're here. We're still in a pandemic and we're still sharing what's going on. I know. I can't believe that, like, I was talking to my friends the other day about, like, how long this has been going on and how back, like, when everything was first shutting down, we were like, oh, like, by the fall, everything will be back to normal. And it's just, it just continues to be such an issue. And, like, totally. It's just, it's like getting worse, not better, I think. And, And I'm just, you know, like, starting to lose hope in a world after COVID a little bit. Yeah, no, I feel you because I remember in March even talking just in general saying, oh, we'll have in-person events in the fall. We can delay it. We can just push it off to now um, until September, October. Well, here we are. And I can't even fathom that that would have been a thing to do right now. It's it's so far off the mark that it's just not even possible. And then you see glimmers of hope coming in where there's, um you know, football, then you have the Big Ten announcing that they are back in action and they're going to be playing this fall and this season. And mm-hmm. then you have, oh, but there's no fans. Oh, but there's no concerts. Oh, but everything else is still on hold we're not we're still living our lives and our relationships through zoom so i think there's so much that we're still so far away from and i'm sure you feel that too we're having just so much constraint around what you're doing where you're playing and how you're training it certainly does make it so difficult and i've been saying this since march is where's the end or having something to look forward to is just such a mind shift and knowing it's coming up and now just not having that is really tough yeah no totally like it's i feel like everything like you said earlier like everything got pushed back to like the fall hoping that like things would be back to normal and like we'd be able to do things and it's just now it's like we're in like that second phase of like rescheduling everything that we had rescheduled so now it's like when can I even schedule this for? Like, is it like, am I going to be able to do anything even in 2020? Or are we just, I think at this point, we're just starting to look into 2021. And that's just wild to think about. And that, and I mean, that in and of itself is just such a mystery to me. Because we say, oh, 2020 is so bad. It's almost like New Year's Eve, you know, come December 31st. And suddenly everything's going to change in January 2021. I feel like that is just so misconstrued as well right now because we're all saying this year is a write-off grade, but what is really going, and this sounds so negative and pessimistic, but what is actually going to flip the switch on, you know, when that clock strikes midnight? Yeah, but I mean, I think that that's how people always think about New Year's, you know? Like, you know, what is really going to change in your life between December 31st and January 1st every year? Right. Like, people build it up in such a big way to be like, oh, no, like, this is the year, like, I'm going to get fit. Or this is the year I'm going to stop drinking. <laughs> or like... You know, I've had so many friends who did like, would do like dry January, but then it's like, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just such a, uh, a mental thing in our minds that we're just like, okay, we just got to get through 2020, but 
I mean, I think that was the same way we were thinking about like the spring last March. Like I was like, oh, we just have to get through March. Oh, we just have to get through April. But now we're in, we're midway through September and we're still not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. So I, I don't know how much we can really put on New Year's at this point. No, totally. I'm with you. And, but you know, here we are in the fall. What are some of your favorite things like that you would typically look forward to in the fall? And well, actually, this is your first. Is this your first fall in California? So I was here last year, but this is the first fall that I'm not going to be able to leave California for the fall. So. Oh, okay. So it's a a big deal to me. Yep. (laughs) So fall in New England is picturesque. It's so romanticized. I feel like everyone, when they think of fall, they think of the New England fall, the colors, the the cozy, the orchards, the apple orchards and the farms and all of that. Like paint us this picture of New England fall. Oh God. Okay. So New England, let me preface this by saying New England fall is like my favorite time of year. Um, as a, you know, as growing up as like a soccer player and a football player, it was just always the best time of year to be like running around outside. You know, you wake up in the morning and there's like a little bit of a crisp in the air, but the sun is still out. Um, so you kind of get to start your morning like in a sweatshirt, but then as the day goes on, like you get to, you know, you start doing the light layer thing, which is like my favorite, um, my favorite look. Um, but also it's just like, it's not too hot and it's just, it's just the perfect weather. There's like that nice smell in the air. There's always like a New England fall smell. Um, mm, what, what, what is the smell? Like what, what is this? I mean, I don't know. It's is just it like, like drumsticks of cinnamon or is it? No, I don't I mean, really, I, I don't like, I'm not really a pumpkin spice person, which is like a lot of what isn't a lot of that cinnamon. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't drink yeah. that either. No, but like just the, just the smell outside. It's like you walk out of your house and you can just kind of like smell fall. Mm. I don't really know how to describe it, but you just can. And it's something that I miss so much not being in New England. So like last year I was, um, I was talking to one of my teammates, Alona Marr, cause she's from Vermont. And so we were both like for the first time, like not going home for the fall. Mm. And we were like, commiserating about it because it's just such a special time of year um and like yeah like you said it's beautiful like the weather is wonderful it's just like it makes new england like worth living there honestly i just think the fall does um but we went to colorado last spring so we we had a tournament in glendale um right outside of denver oh yeah um and we did a few days out in uh breckenridge which is like a ski town in um Mm -hmm. colorado and like it was fall there, which was really nice. Like we were there the first week in October. And so the leaves were changing and there was that, that crisp in the air. And uh, it like gave me a little bit of a New England like fall taste. Um, uh, a little nostalgia. Yes, which was just enough to like get me through the season. But now, like now this fall, like I'm just absolutely stuck in California and there's no signs of fall anywhere. It was like <laughs> 94 degrees yesterday. And oh, wow. I just... I'm missing it. Honestly, I'm missing it a lot. I think you, I think, yes, you're going to miss the fall. I think you're going to really appreciate being in California come January, February. Yeah. But like, 
I mean, yes, no doubt. Like, well, being in California is very cool, and, like, it's very nice, and I'm starting to get used to, like, the idea of being go to, being able to go to the beach any day I want and, like, being able to go outside every single day and, like, not really having to worry about anything. You know, I think that's the biggest difference about living in California is, like, yeah. in New England, like, you have to check the weather. Like, you have to figure out, like, as I said, like, in the fall, you have to figure out, like, oh, do I actually have to wear a jacket or do I just have to wear, like, a flannel? Or, like, do I have to break out my winter <laughs> coat or do I just have to wear, like, my vest? You know, like, there's all those different questions of, like, what you need to wear in order to go outside. Um, and I feel like New England is so preppy and so stylish in the fall, too. Oh, like yeah. The flannels are unmatched. Oh, it's – yes, I love the flannel season. It's the best. But, like, in California, like, I can pretty much go outside 365 days a year and not really have to worry too much about any of that. Like, I, I like, can kind of guarantee it's going to be, like, at least 70 and, like, probably partially sunny. You know what I mean? No, I to- I'm totally with you. So I've never, don't faint, don't gasp, don't unfriend me. I've never really been a huge fall person. Um, it's, wow. it has, it wasn't a thing. I know it wasn't a thing growing up in South Africa, but, and I'll share this a little bit, but, you know, Halloween wasn't a thing. Pumpkins on your doorstep was just not a thing because our fall is in March. Oh, so right. Totally flipped Southern season. hemisphere. So, yeah, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. So we just don't have fall and we call it autumn anyway. And no one likes the season because it's just super windy and it turns quickly to winter. And so coming here, I always thought it was super silly. And I've always lived in the South as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it really just grated on my nerves when you had these super preppy people going with their jeans and they tucked in knee high riding boots and matching flannels and then they'd go sit and perch themselves with their their boyfriend on the back of a pickup truck picking orchid um picking apples at the orchard Mm -hmm. um with their cider and it was like the super posed whole situation i'm like oh that's i mean you know it's like talk about checking the box of what you have to do um and so (laughs) i was just ever into that and then of course the pumpkin spice lattes arrived I'm like what is this and you know it's like then the whole uh, yoga pants Uggs and oh, this yeah. big sweater arrived and you've got to be holding this pumpkin spice latte I don't know if you remember that whole just barrage of this on Instagram and then this summer rolls around and it's just such an oppressive heat and humidity in Atlanta where I'm just I'm so ready for fall and this week, we had the first taste of some cooler weather. I think it was spurred on by um, some of the hurricanes coming through. And it has been absolute bliss. It's magic. And suddenly, these fantasies of going to a winery and an orchard. And pick, you know, this has just, like, filled my brain. I'm like, yes, give me all the pumpkins. Send the, you know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And I even reserved a table at Oktoberfest at a local uh, brewery. So I'm super pumped about that. I, I've got the table for eight people, all super socially distanced, going to be outside. And I'm like, who are my friends? Who's coming <laughs> with me? I'm like, let me order a, a drindle online. Let me get all fired up for this. So I'm kind of excited for fall this year. Yeah. I mean, I think fall is just kind of, you know, as I said earlier, like, Growing up as, like, a kid who was always playing sports in the fall, like, it was always my favorite time of year. It is sweatshirt mm-hmm. weather, which I think is the best time of year. And I do. I just think, like, the the fall has, like, some magic to it. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just, I think it's, you know, it's just a happy time of year. I also, I'm also a fall birthday, so I'm also an October birthday. So I might also be a little bit biased towards it for that reason. But I think it's just, it's just a magical time of year. And like, as you said, like, yeah, it's definitely romanticized, but like it lives up to the hype, I think. Like, okay. Out he- so I made some of my friends um, for Halloween last year. We went out and we found a pumpkin patch out here in California, which I didn't even know they had. And yeah. like I made them like carve pumpkins and stuff with me because I was missing home so much. And like that's something Aww. I would do every year. So I might have to find a way to do that again this year. I love it. You're going to have to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, oh, I love the fall. And football. And football. Totally. Uh, speaking of football, did you catch any of the Monday night football action? Uh, I did not watch Monday. I watched a bunch of football on Sunday. Instead. I'm, sh- I'm sure you heard the, the chaos around this, but um, one of the commentators, Dan McNeil, asked of Maria Taylor on a Monday night football game, and he tweeted this, like, NFL sideline reporter or a host for the AVN annual awards presentation which avn is the adult video network i think that's what it is um and it was just horrific that a yet another sort of comment came out of it and she's excellent she's been around for many many years she's been hosting she's done i think college game day um and has done a, a series of different um on-field hosting and reporting so that was disappointing to see but overall i mean i can't say i'm i just I can't even be surprised by it anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's, ugh, it's just, it happens all the time. I can't even be surprised by it anymore. Yeah. It's upsetting totally. and it's like, we should be moving past this, but like, it's just the fact that like people can still think that they can get away with saying things like that is infuriating. Yeah, totally. I know. But speaking of football, I did win my week one fantasy football update oh, you matchup. Did? So for everyone who was out, all the doubters out there, or for anyone worried because I had no real <laughs> draft strategy, I did win week one. So it's a good start. So what was your draft? So you have no draft strategy. What did you do? Pick uh, them out of the hat, or what was it? Well, usually, okay. So in a normal year, I would have like watched the preseason games, which obviously we didn't have, and I would have like spent time like you know reading up on fantasy and like reading up on like like who they think is going to be a bust, who they think is going to like have a breakout year and like all that kind of stuff. And normally I also would have done like some mock drafts on the internet, just like practicing being like different, um, <laughs> different, different draft picks and just kind of knowing like, like who I'm going to try to like aim for, or what position I'm aiming for each round, you know? Um, but I did not do any of that this year. So this year it basically consisted of the hour before we were supposed to draft me like frantically trying to read stuff <laughs> on the internet and then just kind of being like, just kind of, you know, guessing as I went. So <laughs> That's amazing. I think most people do that when they, when they starting out. Yeah. But I mean, I think the thing is about fantasy is that like sometimes you can like super prepare and still like all your like top picks could like get hurt or like, you know, like, <laughs> you can prepare so much and it can just go so many different ways that I feel like yeah. sometimes it's like, well, you know, I didn't put in the front work. So now it's like, okay, now maybe I have to pay attention, more attention, like, week to week. But, like, I'm not – just because you didn't – like, just because you picked randomly doesn't mean, like, you're out of it, which is, like, kind of a great but also infuriating thing for fantasy football players, I think. Okay, so what are your, let's say, top three strategies for a winning uh, fantasy 
strategy season, whatever you want to call it. Oh God, I don't think I'm the person to ask. No, you're definitely the person to ask. We we we're all in the situation together. I mean, I just like I don't I haven't lost fantasy, but I have not won a season of fantasy, so I don't know that I'm the person to ask. For well, this. look for for people out there who are either starting or thinking about getting into a fantasy sort of sports world, or like we want to know, like for women, what 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 what's your job to play? You know, to play with the big boys. Ah, God. Um, I don't know. Pay attention. I think. Pay attention. <laughs> I think that's a good place to start is like, you know, like pay attention to rankings and like if people are hurt. Like, I think something people like as they start to pay less and less attention as the season goes on, like they'll play somebody who's injured and like stuff like that. So I think just like paying attention week to week and like not getting overly biased or invested in like big name people because sometimes those are the biggest busts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, how much time does this take each week? How much time do you dedicate to this? Not that much. Not that much. Okay. I think like I think my screen time, like my fantasy report for like my screen or like my Apple report for my screen time for fantasy is only like maybe twenty minutes every other day. Oh, okay. So but you checking in? Are you checking in every day? Yeah, I, I check in kind of constantly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm trying what, to pay attention, like especially you're with paying football. attention. Yeah, with, yeah. With football, like though you'll have updates like midweek, like oh, like this person didn't practice today, or like. You know, and like with fantasy defenses, like I'm going to pick a probably a different defense every week depending on the matchup. Not really going to keep one fantasy defense throughout the season because, you know, some matchups are better than others. So like just paying attention in that way. So, yeah, like I, I, I check in on it. But also it's something I, I enjoy doing and it's like an excuse to watch more football for me. So it's like, yeah, I have the time to dedicate to do that, which I guess not everyone does. But like. I would say just like before the Thursday night game happens, just like take a quick look at your roster and see if you have people playing that you don't want playing before they get locked in, you know? This is really, really helpful. I think this is great. I think this entire season we need some some strategies and, ch- and, and tips going into each of the games. I just um, don't think that I, I – I don't know that much, so I don't know that I'm in the position to be giving tips and tricks, but – yeah. Oh, it's great. It's fantasy. It's not real. It's fake fine. it. Fake it till you make it. Right? I guess. Totally. I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. My bracket hasn't done too well on the NHL side, so I'm not really sure that me diving into fantasy is probably a good thing right now. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but it's fine. But I'm excited. I think you know this. This past, you know, the the first weekend of football really. Um, got everyone fired up to some sort of normalcy, and then we had college football as well. So, I think it's I think it's an exciting time. Yeah, no, definitely, and yeah, I think it's very exciting. And just football being back is like it feels a little bit more normal, which is nice. Yeah, totally. And what do you think about um, Tom Brady's uh, sort of standing at Tampa? I know this is so yeah. hard with so many New Englanders. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I so I um, I had a bunch of my friends texting me on uh, Sunday. Yeah, because first of all, like Cam Newton, like kicked ass, and like that was really exciting to see in New England. Um, and like you know, everyone was like a little bit worried. Like I think people were like excited about Cam, but like now people are, like really, really excited about Cam because like it's just such a different look to have um, a running cornerback in New England. Like we haven't had one in like twenty years, so it's very different for like all of us who grew up in the Tom era. Um, oh yeah, for sure, but. Um, so that was cool to see. So I watched the Pats game. I did not watch the 
Tampa Bay game because I was actually out surfing, but I got mm-hmm. a lot of texts from my friends like, oh my God, like Tom scored his first touchdown. And then it was like, oh my God. Okay. I will say like, I want Tom to do well, but like I was, yeah. a, he looked, it looked so weird seeing him in that jersey. And I think I was a little bit happy that they lost the first game. <laughs> I think you have to, right? I think so. Like, I, I get what's going on. Like, you know, like he wants to prove that he's a great quarterback without like Bill. Um, and like, I yeah. totally get that. And like, I'm like, that's great for him. Like he is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback of all time. Like I will put my money down on that any day. Um, but I, I, I'm glad that like, especially once he picked up Gronk, which was like another knife to the heart, like Gronk retires from the Patriots and then comes back a year later to play with Tom in New England or in uh, Tampa Bay. I was like, that was yeah, a little bit, tough. that was a little bit of a, that was a little bit of a, a heart stab. So it was like nice to see that they can't just go anywhere and like, you know, be a <laughs> Super Bowl quality yeah. team. Like, I don't it know. It takes like, a team. It takes yeah. a village. Yeah. Like I want I do want him to do well. I just, it, it made me a little bit happy to see them struggle in the first game. I'm not going to lie. Man, that's going to be a tough one to watch the whole season. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he was getting ripped apart on the internet, which I thought was kind of funny. I know the memes that came out of that with him sitting on the bench, just totally, just blank stare, completely yeah. confused what's going on. The memes that came out of that are yeah. incredible. The ca- with the caption, I've made a terrible mistake. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Or when um, the recruiter misleads you into the job description or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. Speaking of job descriptions, uh, I've been on Zoom quite a lot lately, just about every single day. And I don't know what at what point that every single call is now a video call. Like, who made that decision and why? I mean, I'm in front of Zoom from sunup to sundown. And the things, I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming. So I'm really glad we don't do video on the podcast. And I think that's just such a nice reprieve of just having straight audio. Although yeah. we did hang out on Zoom yesterday. Uh, I was going to say, like, yesterday. So <laughs> so when we do Zoom as a team, like, we're all required to have our cameras on just to, like, mm. make sure that we're all, like, you know, engaged and paying attention. And I think having your video on makes you, like, it automatically makes you pay more attention because people can see you. You know, it's, like, totally. it's a little bit more like being in person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like, yeah, when we chatted yesterday, like I had my video on and I felt a little bit bad that I forced, basically forced you to turn yours on. And that's fine. I'm I'm always in front of the computer, in front of my laptop camera. So it's like, it's not a problem. It's fine. And I think it's always great because um, we're not doing, we're not on Zoom every single day together. But Right. And also um, like, it's not like you have to like impress me. Like that's like not, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, that's the stress off my shoulders yeah right like it's like uh, like you can have your real background on like I like you know <laughs> yeah totally I definitely yeah. used um different virtual backgrounds and not necessarily the beach background but um for specific clients I'll have mm-hmm. a different background on based on what their company is or what they're doing um I think it's just a little bit cleaner sometimes yeah um and also if there's chaos in the background it helps too right they say it's less distracting but um yeah. no so I so I put out a poll or not a poll I put out questions on the internet and I was like what do you want to hear me like talk about pretty much on this podcast and my friend yeah. said what is and what isn't socially acceptable on zoom 
because she got caught flossing her teeth in hers. No. Like, like with one of those flossers, you know, like the little flossers. Like she was the little flossing stick thing. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think she knew her camera was on or something like that. But she was like <gasps> flossing her teeth on Zoom. <laughs> Did someone tell her? <laughs> I don't. I didn't get the full story. She was just like, "Is it acceptable to floss your teeth on Zoom?" Oh my god, no. I and I was think, like, no. I was like, no, probably not. But like, what is acceptable on Zoom? Like, especially with like all these kids going back to school and like colleges starting and like obviously all of us still being in meetings. Like, what is and what isn't socially acceptable on Zoom? Like, can I wear a blanket in a Zoom call? I mean, I think it depends on your audience. And it depends on the situation. Like, if you are down and out with covid and you're still showing up i think you can show up with a blanket if you just did not wake up and um get out of bed and shower and you're just taking a zoom call from your bed no i'm gonna say no can you take a zoom call from your bed i think you can if your video is off what if your video has to be on then i think you should get out of bed okay i think that's fair yeah, I think But what if fair. it's a Zoom call that your video has to be on, but you don't have to speak in? You definitely can't be in bed for that. Okay, okay. Oh. No, I don't, no, I don't think that, that you can. If you have a Zoom background, so it doesn't show your bedpost behind you and your pillows, then I think you could be. What if you don't have somewhere else in your like room to take a Zoom call? Then you have to yeah. put up a background? I think you should put up a virtual background. Can you eat? So some some Zoom calls that I have are specifically bring your lunch and have a team meeting. So a lot of people do, but you must put yourself, but there are a few things. Put yourself on mute when you do take a bite and you're eating and don't talk while you're eating. So if it is agreed upon that this is a lunch and learn or this is, you know, late at night meeting or something like that, and it's, it's specified, hey, this is a lunch meeting, then... I think it's fine, but be courteous enough to put your mute button on. Yeah, but like, okay, I'm somebody who, as we talked about before, gets very hangry and like kind of needs a snack a lot. So like, yeah. I could be on mute, but if my video's on, like, am I allowed to eat or is that too yes. distracting? No, I've, I've seen it several times. I've seen folks, especially with like little snacks like peanuts or, or blueberries or things like that, and they'll definitely munch on the, on the Zoom call. Okay, so that's, I have seen that's acceptable. I, I have seen it. I don't think you should have a pizza box next to you where you grab a piece of pizza and you hang it over your mouth and take a big bite. I think that's pretty distracting and unfair to everyone else who doesn't have pizza in front of it. Ah, yes, 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 yes. More unfair than anything else, I think. Yes, yes. But I think you could have like some, some snacks and whatnot. I think that's totally fair. Just be on mute. Okay, okay. Uh, can you leave the frame? I think, you know what, I would never have said so, but it's become so normal that people have kids running around, people have dogs, they have deliveries. I think that if you you can leave the frame to get some water, you can leave the frame not to go take a nap, but you can leave the frame. I think it is more acceptable. Do you think you and, have- I, and I come to this from like a tech perspective of everyone that works in tech and some sports and whatnot, so... I think it is becoming way more acceptable. I think it's also becoming acceptable that you turn off your video to attend to something and turn it back on. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with that. But if you have to leave, so okay, I would agree with that. But do you have to give an explanation for why you turn it off or why you leave the frame? No. 
What if it's a small meaning? Do you like this devil ad- devil's advocate that I'm playing? I right think now? it's great. I think it's great. I think no. I'm just talking from experience here, where I think I don't think you need to. I, there's also a case where you're in a small meeting and say it's running late. Drop in chat that you have to leave to go to your next meeting, and I think that's totally acceptable. We say, "Sorry, guys, I have to run," and you drop it in chat and you just leave. You don't wait for that. Okay, bye. See you. Don't interrupt. Just drop it in chat and say bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's doable. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, okay. I think I'm out of fires. Well, what about like dressing up? Do you, do you do the full dress up or do you just do from the top up? I mean, I don't dress up for Zoom calls. I don't dress up for daily life. <laughs> so I don't know that I'm the person to ask, but I usually try to make like, like I'm not going to get on a Zoom call with like a towel in my hair, you know, like I'm going to at least. Totally. So like. At least, like, semi-presentable, I'd say. Yeah. And, like, for me, that's a t-shirt, but, like, I'm not going to show up in a sports bra, so. Yeah. No, 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 I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely from the top up, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would say, like, as somebody who worked in the professional world for a minute, you can definitely get by probably by just, just dressing up from the top up, as long as you don't stand up and get out of the screen. (laughs) <laughs> totally i think zooms i think i think there's a lot of things that have relaxed on zoom too yeah well i think with, with the I rate of zoom humans. burnout that's going around like, oh, I think people are just getting gosh. very sick of it yeah totally like what is your attention span for a zoom meeting oh it's tough i mean if for example, you, you're doing a meeting and you're not presenting the entire time. I'm mm-hmm. distracted. I'm absolutely oh, distracted until it comes to my point, which I'm listening, but I'm not, not doing anything else. Like I've got to be doing something else or else I'm completely drained, but it helps me be productive in other ways. I'm able to get stuff done, but I've often caught myself thinking, oh, shucks, was that for me or what happened? But also I lose attention far faster if I'm not on video. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Most of the meetings are on video though. I just like, I think about like, I'm only in Zoom meetings four or five times a week and like they're usually like 30 to 45 minutes maybe. Yeah. But like when I have back to back ones, like by the second one, I'm like, woo, I can't like sit and stare at my computer anymore. Like, tell me about it. I don't know how you do it all day. It's all day, all day. And a lot of them are standing meetings too. So, you know, it's coming up. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I work with some incredible humans that are super engaging, interesting. Everything's different. I mean, the rates of change in the business world has been on, dare I say, unprecedented. So mm-hmm. it has been crazy where things have been, you know, listen, you've got to be on your game. You've got to show up every single day to tackle these issues. And I think it, it depends who you, who you're on the, who's on the other side of Zoom with you because it can be incredibly da- uh, draining. Um, and I felt that. And at the end of the day, I'm absolutely exhausted just from bringing so much energy because you bring so much energy into it that it's hard for people to match that energy through a screen so mm-hmm. it's like who's pouring that energy into you and as a super extrovert it's like i need energy poured into me right now yeah 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 okay i got one more for you can you pick your nose on zoom no where do you get the 
from? Well, I was just sitting here and thinking that we weren't on video and I had to pick my nose. So I was like, could I do this if I was on video or would that be disturbing? <laughs> if you could get away with that, I could not get away with that. <laughs> so it just depends on who you're Zooming with? And probably, yeah. If you're probably, in like but a, I don't think you should, though. Like I really, if, you're, I just, if you're in a meeting, though, like how many people, and you're not presenting, how many people are actually watching your participant screen? Uh, that's the thing. And also, if you are sharing your screen, you have to actively click gallery mode to see the long list of people who are watching you. Mm-hmm. So, And then you have to scroll between that to actually see. But it's funny because if you're on Zoom and you look at the participant list to your right-hand side, it looks all skew on the screen. You're looking off the screen. So I typically look at the video, at the camera, or like when you're presenting or something? When yeah. I'm presenting and I go and look at the people. So, so you're not looking at That is yourself? also draining. No. No, that's one hack I will say for Zoom is turn off yourself video. You can do that? Yes, you can do that. And you should do it. I think but, it, it's definitely mm. made my life a lot better. But sometimes I'm like, oh, like what are people seeing in my background? Like what, what can people see well, me doing? Well, I mean, like- turn it on and have a look what your background is, but then turn off yourself view. Biggest, greatest hack of all time for Zoom. That's a that's a good hack. That's a good hack. Yeah, it's very distracting looking at yourself for an hour. I mean, I totally agree, and I totally catch myself doing it too. Yeah, I definitely. And then you start, and you notice that there's some people that I get on Zoom with, and I know they're looking at themselves because they start changing their angles and they fix their hair, and they, yeah, uh-huh. it's hilarious. I'm like, okay, Zoom rookie. They're like primping a little bit, like themselves yes. and the camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah. kiddos. This happens and on, also. Yeah, this happens on FaceTime too, though. I feel like sometimes, totally. like when people FaceTime me on my phone, I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at myself speak. Yeah, totally. Turn off your self view, and then also um, you can touch up your appearance. So if you go into your Zoom settings, you can just t- touch up setting, t- touch up appearance. What? Yep, and it gives you a nice little, a softer, a softer appearance. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, to do be it. honest, I don't even know how to change my background. So, like, I'm not really that Zoom adept, <laughs> I don't think. Um, but. Well, there, we, there you have it. Pro tips from Zoom. Next time everyone has a Zoom interview, touch yourself up. Touch yourself up and fix your background. And dress up from the waist up. Yeah, and there's a and and you can go online. There's this uh, website called Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S dot com, and you can download just about any possible Zoom background. You can type in whatever it is you want to look for, whatever your background is. If you want an office, a co-working space, you want the beach, you want a little villa on the Amalfi Coast, whatever it is, Mm. you can put that up. And then you can also do really professional ones. So for example, you could do your office and there's a billboard outside your window in a high rise in Manhattan. And you can put your company logo on there or you can put a video of your company on there. So it gets pretty technical you can really customize it so wow i did not know that at all yeah i'll get you a zoom background i'll make you a zoom background how's that yeah you're gonna the last one you're gonna teach me how to put it up there too yeah deal i just like always you know like i don't know i'm not ashamed of my background and like my background is like my first 
you know, World Series jersey and then my wall of hats. And I'm like, you know, those are both pretty cool things. Like, that's fine for my background. Yeah, your background's really interesting. And it's also a great talking point, right? Like, you can say, oh, what's that jersey from? Or what hats do you have hanging up there? Because I saw that yesterday and you have, what, 20 hats hanging up? You have a lot. You're counting them right now. I am counting them. Um, I have, uh, I have 16 hanging up and one on my head, so. Oh, I was close. Yeah, that was a pretty good guess. I gotta get yeah. to even 20 though, so. I'm- yeah. Send Kirsch some hats. This is yeah. a call for hats. <laughs> Always a call for hats. Always a call for hats. I know. Hats are like the thing, you know, like the targeted ads you get on Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. I get hats constantly. Really? Yeah, they're like, they're like my biggest one. And like, oh, now that I'm talking about this, I'm gonna get those ads too. Oh, 100%. Like, you're welcome. Um, the thing is that like most of the hats I have are from like sports teams or like breweries and stuff. Like, I don't really yeah. just like go out and like buy a random hat. Like, they usually like mean something to me or like, oh, it's totally. Someplace. They should mean something. Right. Or it's like someplace I went to, but like now I'm getting all these targeted ads for hats and I'm like, I'm just not gonna just buy a random hat. So they're, yeah, it's they're gonna unsuccessful. Mean something. So. Um, but I will say I'm getting, um, targeted ads for these, like, they're like waterproof hats. Like they're like hats that like will float in the water and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I need to get one of those for when I go surfing. Never in my life have I considered getting a waterproof hat that floats. I've never ever thought of that. Yeah. Well, I, well, I get targeted ads for them every single day, Damn. but it's starting okay. to work. Cause I'm like, I'll like go surfing and it's like bright on the water and like I'm used to wearing like a hat or sunglasses. So like my eyes do like I'm squinting the whole time and I'm like, well, a hat would actually be really nice. Ah, watch. I think you're going to get better tailored ads now from this entire conversation. Yeah. Just all waterproof hats, waterproof hats. But I've also, <laughs> I'm going to get them yeah. too. <laughs> but I've had, I've had friends who like were on boats and stuff and like their hat flew off and like a lot of hats will just sink. So it's like really a, a big perk that they'll float. Cause you ah, interesting. Okay. Yep, I'm here for it. I'm a sucker for Instagram ads. They are so well targeted that I have bought so much from Instagram ads. I'm telling you, I will try anything that comes through that's really well targeted, well marketed, and I'm I'm all in. I go all in. Yeah, I I get good like well targeted ads, but like I am terrible at like pulling the trigger and like actually buying anything. So like I'll like I'll click on it, I'll look at the site, and like I'll do that a few times, but I'll never actually buy anything. So I'm like the, probably the worst type of Instagram consumer. Yeah, but then you get tons of more ads once you once you click through. I know, but it still doesn't like I don't think I've ever actually bought anything off of an Instagram ad. Like I've looked at a lot of things, but I've never bought anything off of an Instagram ad. Oh, I bought just recently I bought these um little vials. It's called feels for C B D. Um for stress, sleeping, pain, whatever it is. And you know, nothing that I've ever typically considered using. And I thought, you know what, this is definitely a high stressful period. I need to sleep well. Let me get let me get this little sample pack, which I did. Turns out Tuesday night, walk up to the base to play kickball. The very first swing I take at kicking this kickball that's coming at me at the snail's glacial pace. I do something and I have this excruciating pain that comes through my leg. I'm like, what the heck was that? I try kicking it again because I'm like, I'm going to absolutely hammer this ball into the outfield. 
try kick it again. No dice. Cannot do it. Cannot even stand. Try again. I'm like, kick it. And I walk off. I like fall to my knees. I'm like, I, what the heck is going on? Turns out I strained my hip flexor, which was a rookie move. Just (laughs) what happens when you get old. And like, this is crazy. Sat down the rest of the entire game. This was the first innings. I was like, such an idiot. Um, no one laughed. Thank God. I don't know. So, I think it would have been better if somebody laughed. <laughs> I think they wanted to. They just felt bad. I just and think I'm somebody who it's like, well, like when I do something stupid, I'm like, if somebody doesn't laugh, then it's just like too real that I did something stupid. But like, if you uh, laugh, it's so real. If you laugh with me, then I can laugh it off. You know what I mean? I was not laughing. This was not a laughing situation. I was in too so much pain. Much pain. Yeah. It was so painful. I was like, what? I haven't had a sports injury in what ten years? This is ridiculous. Oh man, who knew? I'm telling you, and. I came home, put some ice on it, raised the leg, you know, the whole rice situation, mm-hmm. took some ibuprofen. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this little vial of CBD for pain. Tell you what, an hour later, I was on my feet. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was legit. So definitely Instagram win, ad for the win. And now they're getting free advertisement through you. Yeah. How about that? Please send me some more. Yes, there you go. <laughs> what are they yeah. called feels f-e-a-l-s feels yeah interesting some interesting. good stuff i don't think you I, I imagine that's a not approved in no professional yes. sports no yeah. yeah yeah okay well for us uh recreational beer league athletes um it works wonders yeah uh maybe in uh you know five-ish years once I go through the second Olympic cycle. Maybe maybe then I'll give it a shot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Something to look forward to, yeah. Keep that one on the back burner, you know? I'll keep it on the back burner. Totally. Yeah. I do want to throw in a quick rant about um, that's what you did with your Tuesday. Um, my big Tuesday thing is Tim Tuesdays. Um, that's right. You post about this every week. Yes. Um, Tim Tuesday is the most kind of consistent thing that I do. It's just kind of a gag that with one of my, with one of my teammates, Casey, um, she's, yeah, she's my boy. Um, and, uh, we started doing it like last year cause we thought it was funny. <laughs> so what is this? You just wear them on you just Tuesday? Wear, yeah. You just wear Tim's on a Tuesday. Um, it's especially funny because obviously it's hot here. So like we, you're wearing them with shorts, which is like a, just an amazing <laughs> look. Um, it makes a lot more sense if like you're in New England and it's fall, like they're a lot more popular out there. Um, but it's just funny cause it's San Diego and it's out here. Um, so the first few times we did it, we actually had a lot of success. We got, um, I got Timberland to respond to one of my stories. And then, uh, before our tour to, uh, Dubai last year, they sent, um, a bunch of Tims out to us at USA Rugby. No kidding. Yes. 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 That's so cool. So now I know that a bunch of my teammates have them. So like now I'm always just trying to get people to participate because just because like, you know, like I think it's something that's very funny and like it brings me joy and like people like low key hate it. But I'm like, but you can't help but not laugh at it because it's very funny. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And the big win of this week was that uh, Kamala Harris was getting out of a plane wearing Tim's on Tuesday. Oh. 
<laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So yeah, so I absolutely jumped right on that. And a bunch of people sent it to me. And I had like a few people that I haven't talked to since like college, who like I posted it on my story. And they like they were like, Oh, my God, like I saw this. And I thought of you. And I was like, that means it's working. Like that's definitely working. I know I sent it to you too. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, Tim Tuesday is working. I'm glad when people think about Tim's, they're thinking about me. Like Mm -hmm. me and Casey are so proud of that. It's so funny. Like it's amazing. Just a good time. But yeah, so Tim Tuesdays every Tuesday, everyone. I love it. That's amazing. So share your Tim Tuesday post and tag Kirsch on it on Instagram or Twitter. Please tag her. We've got to see this. Um, Maybe we'll do some merch giveaways or something for one of the best tags. Yeah, I could do that. I have a lot of of stuff. That would be cool. I also just love bothering Timberland. I want them to pay attention to me. So I'm just going to continue doing it until they pay attention to me again. There we go. This is going to be a great shout out to them. We might even just drop this full ad on them. We should. I, I think this is a great ad for them. Yeah, I'm giving totally. them a whole day of the week, you know? Totally. I mean, your attention is tough to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very few things that I do as consistently as I do Tim Tuesday. So they should be thanking me, honestly. Well, I'm thrilled about that, too. And oh, and the other consistent thing is blood, sweat, and beers. We record this consistently. That's true. Yes. That's, yeah. That, so I feel very, I feel yep. very special. Yep. Yes. This is the other most consistent thing I do in my life. Yeah. Well, maybe we could get them on the, on the podcast. Oh, would love to. So if you know anyone at Timberland or would like to join, we totally need your help doing that. Oh, a hundred percent. We'll just keep bothering them. Every angle. <laughs> we got it guys. <laughs> totally. Well, this has been awesome. I think we're here in the middle of fall. We have football, we have Tim Tuesdays, and we have you all listening in every week. And thank you so much for following along and joining and being part of this. Um, I love the Zoom questions and um, would love to hear what else you want to hear, Chris, uh, Christy Kirsch. They, I, I still, I still default to Christy because well, it's it, on everything. It's my, it's my first name. It's okay. <laughs> where you de- uh yeah exactly but i love it let's hear what you want us to rant about and hear more on so tune in and give us a follow along and subscribe listen share it with everyone send it to your granny and your auntie and your sister's cousin um we'd love for you to join in yeah have a good week guys thanks all have a great week cheers